The topic of today is an opposite spirit, an opposite or a different spirit, an opposite spirit to what we find prevailing in the world today. And I believe that the Lord has really called His people to live in a different spirit. The scriptures out of Joshua 1, verse 1 to 9, out of the Amplified, let me read to you. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' minister, Moses, my servant, is dead. So now arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land which I'm giving to them, the Israelites. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that I have given to you, as I have promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, to the great river Ephrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea on the west shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only you be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper in whatever you do. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way to be prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful word from the Lord. And this word is so applicable even today for the church of God, the family, the people of God. The Lord God is with you wherever you go. This, in this scripture, we find so many timeless principles to live by, and especially when the odds are against us, like we find these days. I think that most people would agree that we are facing extraordinary challenges at this time. And if the real-time challenges were not enough, we are persistently being told how severe it really is. Just about everything has been shaken, the good and the bad, with different fallouts. While being very aware of the realities, I do believe that especially for the church, this is a most opportune time. This is a most opportune time. This is the time for the church to shine. This may be a good time to read this scripture, this piece of scripture over and over again and think on it and pray about it, read it over and over, asking the Holy Spirit to fire it up in your heart because all these principles still are true today. Take note that these instructions were directed to Joshua, the appointed leader, who would lead the nation into their promised land. Let me remind you that God has called us, the church, the, his body, to guide and to lead people into their inheritance, individually and corporately. 
finding their purpose in this life. Oftentimes, we tend to caught up in so many minor issues and, and we quarrel and we fight about little things. You know, we are responsible to be his ambassadors, bringing about his kingdom on earth. This is the time to shine. This is not a time for us to tremble in fear and to hide away. No, this is exactly what an opposite spirit and a different spirit means. It means that we respond to the victory of Jesus. We respond not to the circumstances, but we respond. We live in response to the victory of Jesus. The score is on the board. He, it is not a battle between God and the enemy. The battle has been won. The victory is there. Can you imagine if you were playing a, a match, rugby or whatever it is, how different you would play this game if you could do some time traveling and just glance up and watch the scoreboard and see the score indicates that, well, this team has won. How differently would you play? You would play from a spirit of victory, knowing that I am in the winning team. Now, church of God, people of God, I want to remind you today, we are in the winning team. The score is on the board. We are the winners and not the losers. And this is what it means to live by an opposite spirit, a different spirit, for we are so bombarded by a spirit of defeat nowadays. Everything is just going downwards. God and His Word were not shaken. <laughs> He's still faithful and true. Amen? There's no battle between God and devil. No struggle. No. But the church, we, His body, we need to appropriate the victory that Jesus has obtained for us. Let your kingdom come come on earth as it is in heaven. You know, God designed us to destroy the powers of darkness. Adam, Adam lost it. Jesus restored it and handed us the key of victory. Therefore, we fight from victory, not for victory. Therefore, we can rejoice even before the battle starts. How's that? We can rejoice. We can shout a cry, a shout of victory, even in the midst of the battle. We live with a different spirit. We are not hoping for victory. We are celebrating victory. This is an opposite or a different spirit. In Numbers 13, we find the account of Moses sending out spies to spy out the promised land. Now, 12 spies returned and Ten of them, well, actually all of them said at first, the land is good. It flows with honey and milk. By the way, if there was milk, it means that there were some cows. You know, while I was reading it, being raised on the farm, I was just reminded, and I was just thinking about this very odd thing that sometimes when people talking badly about a lady, they would call her a cow. You know what? A cow is a most wonderful animal. <laughs> Let me just set this straight. She is kind. She is obedient. She gives you milk twice daily. She will give you a calf in season. A most wonderful animal. You know how we love them. Blomiki, Blomtain, Daisy. 
Oh, they were wonderful. So whenever someone calls you a cow, it's a wonderful blessing, a wonderful compliment. That was just a short break. Now the spies said, it's a good land. There are milk and honey there. And, but then the but came in. But, but, the people who dwell there are strong. Their cities are fortified, and we saw the giants there. But Caleb, the man with a different spirit, I like this guy. Caleb said, let us go up at once and take and conquer this land, for we are well able to possess it. Why did he say, let's go up at once? You know what? He didn't even allow the opportunity for defeat to creep into his mind. He said, let's go up at once. But then the other spies, they would not agree with that. And now they, they added some more objections. And now the land devours its inhabitants. And now all the people we saw there are giants. You know what? This is typically what happens. When you start looking at the circumstances, all of a sudden, it would just get amplified in your eyes. And you will gravitate in a spiral down towards defeat. This is exactly how it works. But all the while, when the Israelites grumbled in their anticipated defeat, Joshua and Caleb, the two guys with a different spirit, main, they maintained that it was a good land and that God is with them and the enemy's protection are gone. They already celebrated the victory and that is a different and opposite spirit. Here we find men who found the spoken word of God that preceded them many years ago. Listen well to this for you who can take it. In Genesis 13, we read that when Abram, when God called Abram out of the land of Ur, he put him in Canaan and he put him on a high mountain and he said, look at this country. For all the country that you see, this is what I will give to you and your descendants forever. He says, he said, arise and walk through the land, the length of it and the breadth of it, for I will give it to you. What happened here? God's word was already released into this country, and God's word always will be fulfilled. No word from God will ever return void. And here comes two men with a different spirit, and they pick up in their spirit the word that God centuries ago released over this country, and their spirit resonated with it, and they cannot do anything different than live in a spirit of victory and try to convince the people, man, it can't be different. It can't be different for a spirit of victory is already being released here. Now let me ask you, how many words have been released over this nation of us? How many words have been released over this church? How many words have been released over your life? His word is still true. God is still faithful and he is still true. This is what we need. We need to have a different spirit. We need to speak from a spirit of victory. For this spirit will find the word and he will respond to the truth of the word and he won't allow the challenging circumstances to sway him off course. I want to encourage you to invite the Holy Spirit into your life. This year is the year that this house focuses on the work of the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life. For if you invite 
invite him into your life, it will change you. It will give you a different spirit. And his words that were released over this nation, over this house, over your life. It will just pick it up and it will start changing something in your heart and instead of accepting defeat and grumbling and complaining like the 10 spies, you will say, let us possess it at once. These are the people that we need today in this house, in this nation, in this country of ours. We need people with a different spirit. Every word spoken by God has a purpose, always to be fulfilled. And that word calls out to the spirit in you. This will result in establishing his will, his purpose, the blending of the word and the spirit. And in your spirit, faith will rise and you will declare that wherever you go, wherever you tread with your foot, you will gain the, the victory. You will establish the kingdom of God, celebrating the victory. This is ex exactly what happened when Caleb and Joshua walked through the country, through the land, spying it out. Their spirit picked it up. That word that was spoken by God many years ago, they already envisaged the victory. Defeat was no option. Defeat was no option. People of God, I want to encourage you today. Defeat is no option. If you're a man of God, if you're a woman of God, defeat is no option. Rise up, arise like God told Abram, arise and walk through this land. And I want to encourage you, arise today. Get up, walk through your land, walk through your place of influence, and wherever you go, you proclaim the victory of God, for defeat is no option, but put on a different spirit, an opposite spirit. In Numbers 14, verse 24, God acknowledges Caleb and said that because he followed him wholeheartedly, he had a different spirit, and he would possess the land. Now, that's the key, and I want to encourage you today People of God, don't play with your life. Don't play with sin. Don't do all these things. No, sort your life out. Serve the Lord wholeheartedly. This is what made the difference between Caleb and Joshua and the others. They served the Lord wholeheartedly. <clears throat> Let me ask you, has anything in heaven changed since lockdown? <laughs> has the Bible been reprinted? I love it when Pastor John always lifts up the Bible and says, this is God's word. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Oh, I love his word. This word has not changed. This word is still the same. And it will forever and ever be the same. And this word... Psalm 119 verse 89 says, forever your word is settled in heaven. God is still faithful. God is still true. His word is still true that says, I will not forsake you. I will never leave you. His word is still true that says, I am your shepherd and you shall not want. Remember what he told Abraham, walk through the land, arise and walk through the land. So you now, child of God, we, the people of God, let us get up 
and walk through our lives. Say, God, we thank you that you have spoken words over our nation, over this country, and we will not allow the enemy to destroy this country of ours, this nation of ours, but we declare the victory, the victory that you have obtained, for the word was spoken, the words were spoken, and the Spirit in us jowl and blend with the words, and we will live in an opposite spirit. We will not even think about defeat, but we will live in victory. That is an opposite spirit, but the key is to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. What does it mean? It means you need to accept Jesus as your personal savior. He is the way and the only way. It means that you seek after him. It means that you read his book and you start applying the word in your life. It means that you praise and worship him. It means that you pray. It means that your life change. If you need to repent, then you repent. It needs that you walk the whole way of salvation and you ask him to fill him with your spirit. That is what it means in a nutshell to serve him wholeheartedly, and his word is still the same. If you serve him wholeheartedly, you will possess the land. What is more, you will lead your people to possess the land, because we, the people of God, are called by God to do that. Joshua and Caleb were God chasers. They follow heart after God. Now, <clears throat> let me read to you what how Caleb faced the challenges of his day. In Joshua 14, verse 10 to 12. Wow, it's one of my very favorite scriptures. Maybe because I'm getting older. <laughs> Joshua 14, verse 10 to 12, he says, the, he's, talking, he's speaking to, to, to Joshua, Caleb, and he says, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, he would. As he said, he would. I am this day 85 years old, yet... I am as strong as I was <clears throat> when the day when Moses sent me, and by the way, that day he was 40 years old, as my strength was then, so my strength is now, to go in and to go out and to make war. So give me the hill country and the cities, the fortified cities and the giants. So give it to me. That is a man with a different spirit. That is a man who are ready to conquer. That is a man who are facing the hill country. He faces the challenges and he doesn't turn around and run away and tremble and hide and seeking excuses. No, he actually, he's so ready to take on the giants. He's so ready, he's looking forward to it. He's ready to conquer and just declare the victory of God. <clears throat> the cities are fortified, the giants are there but God is with me. That is a man with a different spirit. What does that mean to us, the church? We have reason to believe that things will not get easier soon. <laughs> and that's, that's not a word of defeat. That's just how it's going to be. Things might even get a bit more difficult. You know what? Now is the time to become a God chaser. Now is the time to pick up your responsibility. Now is the time to align yourself with the word of God and be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Now you pick up your responsibility, living some victory, fulfilling our role as intercessors, praying and declaring the word wherever we go. Open your eyes and realize that most people are only fighting the symptoms. 
It's actually astonishing that in these days so many people are fighting the symptoms. Ephesians 6 uh, verse 20, 12 says it so clearly. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the spiritual forces. This is where we need to obtain the victory. Corruption, racism, to name a few, are only symptoms of a fallen society. That's not where we will obtain the victory. We need to get the victory in the spirit world. Does it make sense to fight the symptoms? No. But you know what? God is always seeking a way to show grace. God's principle still stands. Second Chronicles 7 verse 34, it says, And my people are called by name. If they humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. People of God, I want to encourage you. I want to implore you today. While you put on this opposite spirit, while you put on this different spirit, ask the Lord to bring about in you a heart for your nation, a heart for your family, a heart for your neighbor, a heart for the city, a heart for this church, a heart for your pastor, a heart for this world, and start interceding because the principles are still the same. This has always worked and it will always work. Always God has used people to intercede, to stand in the gap for other people. And this is what we need to do. But now you need to intercede and to pray from a spirit of victory, declaring the victory wherever you go. Whatever you say, declare the victory of God. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. What does it mean? It means that we need to intercede for the people, a priesthood with authority, a different spirit. We need to pray. We need to keep on praying. Maybe you say today, well, would my prayer matter? <laughs> now, we've heard a lot of stuff nowadays that this matters and this matters and this matters and this matters. Let me say to you today, prayer matters. <laughs> Let me say, Every prayer matters. James 5 verse 16 in the Passion Translation says, For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt power of a godly prayer. Believer. Amen. Prayer matters. <clears throat> During this last week, a video was shown, was on the social media circuit about this young woman uh, praying for her stillborn baby, girl. And she held this baby on her chest, against her chest. And you know, it, it hit me like never before. That prayer, that prayer, absolute passion, absolute passion, a cry to God, with determination, God, I won't let you go. That is a heartfelt prayer. That is a prayer, a fervent prayer. And that is the prayer that releases enormous power. I, can, I could see in my spirit when she, when she prayed that prayer, it was like a, a light of bol, a, a, a bolting light striking into heaven. And, and heaven got quiet. And they said, listen to that prayer. 
Listen to that prayer. We can't ignore that prayer. It's impossible. We can't ignore that prayer. Just listen to that prayer. You know what? Excuse me. She prayed that prayer from a spirit of victory. She, she, she called out to God like never before. And that, when I saw that and I, I pondered on that, the Lord asked me, have you prayed for your family like that? Have you prayed for your pastor like that? Have you prayed for your nation like that? Have you prayed for that guy that you really want to see <laughs> destroyed? But that, that he's done so many bad things. Have you prayed like that for him? See, that's also an opposite spirit. That's also a different spirit. That is prayer with a difference. That, you know, while I was thinking about that and I say it respectfully, the Lord showed me that sometimes we, we, we pray so, so quiet and, and so, so well behaved, like even the devil applauds us, you know. It's so cool and calm. And, and I know sometimes you need to pray like that. But let me tell you, if you want to be a man or a woman with a different spirit, and the spirit of God is alive in you, and you know that your prayer is the only thing between life and death, like that woman knew, her prayer was the only thing that stood between life and death, then your prayer would be different. And your prayer would be a shout of victory. That's an opposite spirit. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our people. That our people would repent and turn back to God. The principles are all the same. Do you agree? Amen. Let me encourage you today. Let me encourage you to ask God to fill you with his spirit. And put an opposite spirit in you and that you will pray like this. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that we may have an opposite spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you fill us with your power. We thank you, Lord, that you have died for us. Thank you that you, you obtained the victory. And thank you, Lord, that we may live and pray and speak and talk and declare from a spirit of victory. Thank you, Lord, that we will not even anticipate defeat but we will live in victory. This is what we declare. This is what we live. This is what we believe. We thank you that you bless us. We thank you that you go with us. We thank you that you protect us. We thank you that you are with us. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless.